What's going on, everybody? This is Chris. You're listening to Tales from the Tar Heel State. Hope everybody's doing good. I wanted to start out with the, uh, a little tribute there to the people out in L.A. County suffering under blizzard warnings and shit out there. Uh, that's pretty wild stuff going on. I guess it's up in the higher elevations. I don't know if they're actually getting snow up in the Hollywood Hills and stuff, but I'm looking forward to seeing some footage if there is some snow out there. Um, has it ever snowed there before? I mean, I'm sure it has in some time in history of the world, but I don't know about in uh, recorded history with, uh, you know, the white man living out there and shit. Um, anyway, I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, I want to thank all my new subscribers. Um, it's pretty cool. They're showing me who how many subscribers I have now, and that's cool. Um, instead of just showing me my listeners over, you know, time periods and stuff like that. Um, so now I actually know how many of you is out there um, subscribed, at least uh, how many are on Spotify, and so that's pretty cool. And um, awesome. Glad you guys are tuning in. Hope you continue to do so. Hope I can uh, entertain you and maybe give you something to think about from time to time. Anyway, it's uh, Friday. And um, it's February the 24th. Today would have been my dad's 71st birthday. Um, Isn't that some shit? So, anyway. He's no longer with us. So it ain't his fucking birthday, I guess. Um, anyway, there's that. See you later, motherfucker. Um, what else is happening? I've uh, been <laughs> trying to get a little stereo going right in my car. I mean, it's got stereo in it. Uh, the stereo is pretty old. Um, you know, I mean, the car is 43 years old, so... The stereo in it is an aftermarket stereo, of course. <clears throat> and I actually have some new speakers coming today, bitches. Got me some JBL fucking 6 by 9s coming today. And I uh, got some boxes for them, hatchback boxes coming. Um, I think it's supposed to be here on Monday. So I'm actually pretty excited. There's already a couple amps in the car. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, just unhook some smaller speakers that are in there and hook up these six by nines and set them in the back seat because nobody's riding in the back of my car in that little bitty damn thing. And uh, I ain't putting nobody in the back seat. Fuck that. I did have a buddy of mine's little girl sit back there one day, uh, but just for a short ride up the street. And um, so, but yeah, I mean, it is not really made for grown folks back there. I can't believe I actually rode in the back seat of one of those things back in the day when I was younger. I mean, obviously, I wasn't as fat as I am now, but even still, um, there's not much room back there for a a grown-up, period. So, uh, yeah. Get me some tunes jamming out. Uh, That'll be fucking exciting. Can't wait for that. And uh, what else is going on in my world? I was listening to... um, the Joe Rogan podcast, that was uh, really interesting recently. They had, uh, he had Eric Weinstein on there, Weinstein, Weinstein, I think. Uh, he's a smart-ass motherfucker, Your PhD in mathematics from Harvard and stuff. And, um, you know, talking about getting off of this planet and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it was really interesting. Talking about anti-gravity stuff back in the uh, 50s. I didn't realize that they had like the first ever conference of uh, 
anti-gravity shit was uh, was at UNC Chapel Hill. Isn't that some shit? 1957. Um, some wild shit, man. Some wild shit. Um, but yeah, Eric has a theory of uh, what they call geometric unity. And um, so that there's more than just like our three or four dimensions that we know of that we're able to observe. So essentially there's all these other dimensions. I think it was um, two to the third power or something like that. He was saying something. I don't know, man. I can't tell you. It was like, there's like, what it was, 14 others? I don't know. It's a lot of goddamn dimensions through this uh, geometric shit. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, man, you know, if you're tripping real hard on mushrooms, um, you don't even have to really be tripping hard. I mean, I've taken some that I was seeing shit, like seeing the geometric patterns in uh, the woods and stuff, walking through them. Uh, all the different patterns of everything, which is, you know, interesting. And uh, if that stuff is there all the time, you know, that would explain how, you know, that would be like, well, there you go. That's the other dimensions that we're just not able to see all the time. And uh, I thought maybe, I was thinking like maybe the Egyptians, you know, they, they were definitely taking hallucinogens and shit because the Greeks were going and taking hallucinogens and uh, yeah I was just wondering if that allowed them if they were you know doing that so that certain members were doing it maybe all the time like you know not the same person all the time but different people doing it um, but someone always trying to keep in touch with that side of things Maybe that's how they were able to uh, build the pyramids and shit, man. Mm. They figured out some uh, physics shit that we don't fucking know about. Possible. It's possible, I suppose. I guess anything's fucking possible. But uh, it was really interesting listening to that. Um, him talking about, was it Agnew Banson? Banson, B A. H-N-S-O-N, Agnew, and then um, Roger Babson. And uh, apparently Agnew there, he was a rich-ass North Carolina industrialist back in the day. And they funded all of this uh, anti-gravity stuff in the 50s. Apparently there's uh, monuments to anti-gravity stuff and gravity studies all over the country in different universities to try to leave, uh, you know, some legacy behind of that um but evidently a lot of people you know said all that kind of shit was a, to use the term people use now is woo woo and uh yeah it's just interesting thinking about uh he's you know eric was talking about the shit that these guys like and all this has come about because of all the Supposed like the shit that we shot down that they're not even looking for now, right? We're just like fuck. We're not even gonna look at it, look for it supposedly. Um, but yeah, wouldn't it be wild, man? It would just be wild if that's uh, if they are actually, you know, if it's something that's been done through anti gravity, um, and that's how some aliens traveled here or something. It, it was very interesting to listen to them. Um. And he's, he's, you know, he's talking about very smart people, too. He's not just, like, talking all crazy, like, uh, ancient alien stuff. He's talking, you can look this shit up. I mean, I did, because I was like, really? All this shit's real? 
Uh, they, originally, they got together in like 55, some of these people, like Lewis Witten. Uh, he was the father of Edward Witten, who is still alive, and he is like a professor emeritus of physics. He's one of the uh, leading physicists in the goddamn world. You look him up, and he's won every kind of medal and shit that there is, basically. I never even heard of this dude. Most people never heard of him. Um, but his father was also a famous physicist, Lewis Witten. Um, but yeah, so like Bryce DeWitt and his wife, Cecilia DeWitt, uh, got together with like Lewis Witten and, uh, they stole, <laughs> they basically came out and said that they took this, they learned, they figured out how to take information that that's, uh, Agnew Banson, Bont Banson and, um, Roger Babson this anti-gravity research that they had been doing, they basically took their ideas and took some of their ideas, rather, and learned how to monetize it, is what they said. And uh, that th these cats came up with the whole idea of string theory. And uh, so he was talking, Eric was talking about how you know, we made all these advancements in physics over the years, like giant leaps and bounds. And then, you know, in like 1973, we stopped this whole program of hiring the best minds in the world to work on these um, technological problems that required tons of physics and all that shit. And we, you know, stopped like hiring the very best. And we started, um, you know, having peer review essentially in the universities. And so and apparently that was introduced by Robert Maxwell, with, which is Ghislaine Maxwell's dad, Jeffrey Epstein shit. It's so crazy how all this shit is. It's so goddamn weird when people, uh, you can, I mean, you can look this shit up on fucking, I, I, it's fucking amazing. But yeah, this Lewis Witten character uh, and now Edward Witten and, so we've been on the string theory stuff for so long, there hasn't been any breakthroughs in it. And we're still talking about trying to get to Mars and stuff through, um, you know, gas-powered fucking internal combustion engines and how we're never going to be able to get out into the universe any further. Uh, we're never going to escape our solar system, and there's nowhere else to live in the solar system and to think about living on Mars or... Or the moon is just, you know, basically silly. And um, so, yeah, Eric Weinstein was essentially saying that uh, they've driven physics off the road. They've stopped being, you know, the renegade cats that were, you know, skirt chasing, drinking, hard drinking, partying um, cowboys, essentially, back in the 50s and stuff. 40s 50s up into the 60s I guess you know they they kind of they quit the funding and then I guess at some point the federal government did start funding like the military started funding a lot of research and that's when things became compartmentalized and they stopped hiring the best and brightest minds to work on stuff they got people that were good enough I guess to compartmentalize shit and to keep, that way they could do things without you know it getting leaked out into the public. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting. I, I, I've got to find out more. I I did a bunch of reading about it, about the um, anti, was it the, uh, what was it called? 
It was fucking amazing. Um, I fucking thought I wrote that down. I guess I was going to pull that site up. Oh. Sorry about that, y'all. I just want to um, be able to tell you what that conference was called at the University of uh, North Carolina at Chapel Hill because it's really fucking interesting that that's where this took place. And uh, originally they met at NC State because they haven't had a nuclear reactor. I guess they evidently they still have a fucking nuclear reactor over in Raleigh at NC State, and they thought that would be good for uh, anti-gravity research. <laughs> no shit. I mean, all this shit is on the internet, on like Wikipedia, not even like some crazy website. Um, but yeah, UNC anti-gravity conference. Nineteen fifty-seven, and that oh shit, that's the year we won the fucking national title too. Isn't that strange? Roger Babson's anti-gravity contest, yeah, and that was some wild shit. Yeah, this is uh, open res- open sources um, dot org. That's where I was looking at some of this stuff. Yeah, the Institute of Field Physics. Yeah, the conference on the on the role of gravitation in physics was the official inaugural conference of the Institute of Field Physics, IOFP, which had only just been established in Chapel Hill with Cecil and Bryce DeWitt at the helm. It's wild, man. The Institute of Field Physics received its certification certif- uh, certificate of incorporation on September 7th, 1955. In fact, it nearly had a very different name, the Research Institute of the University of North Carolina, which quite literally won the unanimous approval from the university and Bryce DeWitt, but not, it transpires, the approval of the primary founder, Mr. Agnew Banson. Banson was a wealthy North Carolina industrialist with a passion for physics, especially gravitational. He made his fortune from industrial air conditioning systems. Yeah, wild, man. They originally met over at NC State, and um, because they had the, uh, you know, you got fucking Lockheed Martin. Fucking Lockheed Martin is involved with this shit. Um, yeah, Glenn L. Martin. It's so wild. And this shit all happened right here in North Carolina, y'all. This was going on right here in fucking Chapel Hill. And I had never heard about this before and grew up in Chapel Hill. You know, it's just all this information out there now that we didn't used to ever fucking hear about. It's wild. So yeah, there was like a contest, and this cat won a thousand bucks, and some people thought he should give it back, and he's like, fuck you, I'm not giving that back. And then all these other guys, like uh, Roger Penrose and some of these guys that are still alive, not many of them, these people are still alive, they, um, you know, started to uh, enter these contests and shit to try to come up with new ideas. And so essentially all this is talking about is how we've kind of uh, started to call that kind of research crackpot, and that it would never... Um, give us any information that was worth using and that it was a waste of um, the institution's money to continue to pay these fucking guys that were just hanging out and blowing, you know, blowing the university's money and blowing the government's money doing research that was, um, you know, not yielding results. So at any rate, if you weren't yielding results, you weren't going to be allowed to do any experimental research, thusly shutting down, you know, ideas and uh where the fuck 
creativity and the muse and shit, man. You can't, you gotta just let people do shit. You can't be stifling creativity. So, yeah, string theory hasn't really produced anything that's groundbreaking. I mean, the Higgs boson thing. Um, I mean, Higgs was around back then. He predicted that shit, and it took how long for us to, you know, prove that he was right about that? I mean, we built this ginormous fucking, um, the Hadron Collider over there, which is essentially us banging rocks together, which is a hilarious analogy. That fucking cracked me up that he said that. Um, Eric Weinstein on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> that was fantastic. Just so such a good, uh, you know, I mean, essentially that is what we're doing. I mean, we're using magnetic force to run protons and shit, electrons real fast around in a circle, and then getting them going so fast and then smashing them together. So it's like... <laughs> Smashing rocks, but on a tiny quantum level, you know, smaller molecular level. It's fucking hilarious. What a great fucking, uh, made, made me laugh. I was like, holy shit, that's so good. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just wild, man. It's just totally, uh, mind blowing, um, stuff. And it all happened right, right here. I, I never heard about this shit. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, this Edward Witten, like people are scared to even, um, debate this guy cause he's, known to be such a genius um i think i saw one thing that was saying his iq uh could be like 202 or something they think and it's just and, and of course everyone is related it's like your father was did it you know and, and then it's, it's so strange how things are always um you know passed down kind of it's about who you know you know not just what you know you need to know a lot of shit you need to work hard and you got to know people and you know it's just the way it seems to work um, but yeah, check that shit out. It's, uh, it's very interesting. If you're, uh, intrigued by that at all, look it up. Um, yeah, it just totally blew my mind, you know, and the, uh, what's, what's going on? Fox news, their fucking, um, shit with their defamation case. Um, so the, the inner, inner emails within the company has, uh, you know, that has basically shown that they never meant to have any kind of civil discourse on that channel, which means, you know, it's basically bullshit altogether, um, everything on there. I mean, they never, they, they totally, you know, it was always meant to deceive. So, you know, they're, I think they're definitely going to be found liable in their uh, defamation cases um, with this, uh, the voting machine stuff. Uh, What's the name of that company? I can't think of their name right now. Um, but yeah, Fox's entire business model is meant to just disrupt and, you know, not to have actual dialogue. And um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of that on the left side of like MSNBC. I mean, I've, I watch Rachel Maddow, the way that she talks, she's talking to the camera exactly like Tucker Carlson does. They just talk different talking points. But it's very the same. It's a there's a pattern there, you know. It's methodical. It's it's very intentional, um, and it's fucking gross. It's very condescending. So I mean, you know, it's hard to get news out there that you find reputable at all. And you know, it's sad. There was a fucking uh, peace rally in um, Washington D.C. and like Jimmy Dore was there and stuff and. Uh, it's very interesting the way it's portrayed 
now from like a Rachel Maddow was just calling everyone there, you know, Russia supporters and right wing fucking lunatic nuts and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, in the fucking late sixties, man, and shit, Vietnam and the, the peace protests that were going on then. I mean, I guess it was because it was liberal Democrat people that, you know, I mean, we didn't care about Vietnam being invaded by the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong and all that shit. And now we care about Ukraine. And so there was no one there at this peace rally. Whereas back in the day, it would have been so many fucking people there. But now if you talk about peace, people are calling you a goddamn Russian supporter. You know, I don't understand how this fucking shit flip-flop, but it's, it's, it's fucking my head up. It's like, I'm not for the war at all. You know, I don't also don't think it's right that Putin went in there and did that. But, you know, what the fuck are we doing sending all this money over there? We have got so many problems here in this country. Our education system is falling apart. I'm so glad I don't have fucking kids to try to raise in this shit. I mean, I don't know what they teach people now. And I don't care about wokeness. I don't teach them all that shit. I don't care. That's fine. But teach them how to fucking think. That's what I care about. How to fucking think for themselves. We're just making mindless idiots. Excuse me. I mean, I just don't think people are thinking for themselves. There's such echo chambers and people just like to hear what they already think and have their ideas reaffirmed. And it's like, you know, used to be question authority, you know. I don't understand when that stopped. I don't fucking believe the Democrats any more than I believe the Republicans. I think they're all taking advantage of, like, good, hard-working, normal fucking people. And when I say normal, I mean fucking gay people, black people, fucking immigrants. We're all normal people. We all want the same thing in life. An opportunity to fucking live our lives and to be left alone and to be happy and to have a family and have friends and all that shit. And to be able to eat and be warm and dry and all that shit. Right now in this country, everybody's fucking... That stupid cunt fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about civil... What is she... A divorce? A national... God damn, people are so fucking stupid. I mean, the fact that they even would say shit like that and talk like that, and it's just goddamn astounding that they get away with saying that shit like it's an actual rational thought, and people vote for these people. I'm fucking astounded. The level of uh, ignorance, I don't know, man. No capacity for abstract thought. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. Get off your soapbox, Chrissy. Anyway, let's get back to me talking about my car stereo. So my little uh, Celica, I've been really enjoying driving that around. So much fun. When the weather is nice, I mean, it just can't be. It's, so I can't wait to have the stereo going, you know, where I can actually uh, hear it and stuff. Those little mid, um, those little four by six mid-range shit in the back. 
you know, when you got the top down, they're covered with the plastic top back there. So you couldn't really hear them. And they're so thin and tinny and the where they were mounted was just, oh. So anyway, I'm excited about those speakers. But um, I went to Best Buy to look at some stuff. Of course, there's really nothing in the store hardly to look at anymore. And I wanted to ask some questions, you know, about it. And I went down to talk to the dude at installation. And uh, the guy that was in front of me, he, I guess he was friendly with the manager chick because they were standing there together just shooting the shit like they've been knowing each other for 20 years. And uh, when he fucking did, the dude that was doing the installations finally came in. And she was like, oh, yeah, so homeboy just wants to talk to you and, you know, I get a couple, get some information. And he was like, all right, well, hopefully I'll be able to help you. And no one ever said shit to me. No one said, hello, fuck you, kiss my ass, nothing, right? So I'm sitting there waiting to talk to somebody. Homeboy goes over there. They walk outside, look at his shit, come back. I mean, they were outside for like five, ten minutes maybe. And then they came back inside, didn't say, hey, can you know be right with you, sir, or none of that shit. Then they go over to the computer and just hang, and they're hanging out in the shop together. And I'm like another five, ten minutes goes by. Finally, I, I mean, no one ever spoke to me, so I just fucking left. I was like, fuck it. So that's why I ended up just buying some speakers and some boxes for myself and trying, I'm going to just try to use what I got and uh, make the best of a bad situation. <laughs> um, anyhow, that's what's going on over here. Let's pull a fucking thing out of the cup because I'm always forgetting to do that like a fucking asshole. Let's see what I got here today. Oh my God, top five Andy Griffith episodes and why? Shit. Um, the one where he kills the birds, kills the mama bird and he has to raise the baby birds and shit. That one. Um, the one with the keeper of the flame and he tells him I can't do that, Paul. You know, and all that shit and whatever. No, that's not the Mr. McBeavy. That's it. The Mr. McBeavy. That's the one where he's... Tells him, just tell me that you made it up. And he said, I can't do that, Paul. And he starts to cry. Fucking little Opie boy. Goddamn little Ronnie Howard. Goddamn phone. Little Ronnie Howard made me want to cry. And I think I have cried numerous times watching that episode. So Mr. McBeavy, the goddamn kills the bird with the slingshot or whatever. Um, I love the one where he throws the temper tantrum and shit. And he's like on the floor kicking and screaming. <laughs> And Andy tells him, uh, don't get your clothes dirty. And he's holding his breath, and he's like, that's good. That's good lung exercises. That one's great. The, the Spoiled Kid, I think it's the name of that episode, uh, the boy with the bicycle. And uh, at the end of it, that boy's daddy takes him out to the woodshed and tears his ass up. For being a spoiled little shithead. All right, so that's three. The Birds, Mr. McBeavy, The Spoiled Kid. Oh, goodness me. What else? What other one really fucks me up? Oh, we got to have the Darlins in there. The Darlins are so good. I guess we'll do the first episode ever when they come to town. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, more power to you. You won't believe I can get all them fucking sounds out of this here jug? Man's got his right to his opinion. <laughs> Oh, the Darlings. And by the way, those guys were a real uh, musical group. Um, what in the hell were they called? The Dillards. The Dillards. That, those boys on there were the Dillards. If you don't know that, now you do know that. And uh, dropping a little bluegrass knowledge on y'all's asses today. As well as my knowledge of Andy Griffith episodes, clearly. 
Oh, what else is one of the best ones? Gosh, I don't know, man. There's so many good ones back in the day. Um, maybe the Christmas episode with old Ben. And he's old grumpy Ben, and they, uh, he's outside there and looking through the window. And, uh, you know, he falls off the thing, and Andy brings him in. And he's been old grumpy Grinch all year. He goes and comes back with all this stuff from the store and gives everybody presents and stuff. It's, uh, you know, what we all want life to be like, although it's often not, and most times folks don't learn the lesson they're supposed to learn, and if they do, it's so fucking long later that it doesn't help the folks that, you know, the lesson's learned about, which is a goddamn shame. And, uh, you know. That TV show had a lot of good wholesome stuff in it. And Neil Young said, a little Mayberry living goes a long way. You know? And uh, something to be said for it was a little slow down. Slowing that pace down. And we're here in this country thinking everything's hunky-dory and we'll support the Ukraine and all that. Well, you know, that's fine. We're supporting the Ukraine, but those people over there are dying. And it's important not to forget that when you go being gung-ho, putting that Ukrainian flag on your uh, lawn and calling people that don't do that a Russian supporter is not really, it's very disingenuous. You know, it's a, war is uh, complicated shit, war is hell, and most of us don't know a goddamn thing about it. I certainly don't. And um, I'm fortunate, and so are you. If you're listening to this, unless you're in some other war-torn country or unless you're in the military and you're over there in some country trying to figure out why you're there, other than just because you believe in America. And, uh, you know. Let's all try to love one another, goddammit. One love, as my man Ross J would be saying to you. You know? Bob Marley-style motherfuckers. Anyway, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. And um, try to have another episode out for you on Monday. I'm going to go hang out with my boys tonight, go uh, throw some darts. Hadn't done that in a long time. I'm sure my right elbow will be killing me tomorrow. And um should be a fun night and a fun weekend. I should have plenty to talk about. We'll go over there and see my boys, Willie D, Ross J, the Z-Man, and uh, have some fun. I ain't going to be drinking, but I will be smoking. And uh, joking and a token. So anyways, y'all be good and uh, we'll talk to you soon.